Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Hope you are having a very good day. We talk about the NFL with the Super Bowl a week from Sunday, the 49ers and the Chiefs. If you want to reflect back on what we watched on Sunday, we can do that. The Kings are off. They play Miami tomorrow, then continue their road trip in Indiana. Tyrese Halliburton is back for the Pacers and playing tonight. It'll be very interesting uh, to see how they use him uh, particularly on a back-to-back situation. So we don't know yet whether Halliburton would play uh, against the Kings or how that hamstring will fare. But, you know, the good news for the Pacers uh, is to have him back. Lakers and Hawks, Pacers, Celtics, Jazz, Knicks, Raptors, Bulls, 76 Warriors, the schedule tonight. And again, Indiana, is currently playing in Boston, and uh, it is already a 10-point lead for the Celts at the end of one, uh, 36-26. to 26. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton did play eight minutes uh, in that first quarter for Indiana. So at least he is back, and uh, that is certainly good news uh, for a Pacers team that is pretty good now. I mean, you know, when you add uh, Pascal Siakam, that's pretty impressive. You know, so we'll see how that fares. But again, uh, they are playing in Boston tonight. And then uh, they play the Knicks the night before they play Sacramento. So tough stretch for Indiana. The Kings will be uh, their third game in four nights and the second of a back-to-back. All right, what do you want to talk about? Who wants to be my leader person? We can talk Kings. We can talk. NFL, we can go in any direction that you want. All you need to do is uh, raise that hand icon, uh, and I will put you on. My thought on the Super Bowl real quickly, I think the Niners' defense looks like Swiss cheese, and the defense that I've seen in the playoffs through two weeks, I don't know how that defense is going to – stop Kansas City. I just don't. I mean, if you look at what Green Bay did to San Francisco and the Lions and Dan Campbell decided they didn't want to win the game. All right, that's really what happened. The Lions just decided, you know what, we're not ready for it. So go ahead, you win. So if the 49ers get outplayed, and let's just call it the way it is, if they get outplayed by Green Bay, And they get outplayed by the Lions, which they did. They did. How are they going to beat Kansas City in the Super Bowl? I, I, you know, I just don't see it. I mean, think about how well Kansas City played against Buffalo. They were flawless. Think about how good they played against Baltimore. And now all of a sudden, I think they're going to go beat Kansas City. Well, I don't. I don't. I just. Offensively, I'm not that worried about them. But defensively. I mean, gosh. So that's the way I look at the game real quickly. All right. Again, who wants to go first? Raise your hand. We'll put you on. We can talk NFL. We can talk NBA. Uh, Tomorrow, we've got uh, the pregame. Halftime, post game, 
trying to switch chair to Thursday since tomorrow's an early game as uh, the Kings take on the uh, Miami Heat. So, you know, at least we got that going on tomorrow. You know, the Heat have lost seven in a row. Think about that for a minute. Seven in a row. The Miami Heat have dropped. So you, you, they're going to have to win a game one of these nights. You know, you look at their starting lineup and you're like, wait a minute. How could that be? Now, Duncan Robinson is already ruled out of the game tomorrow with a concussion. So they lose a very good shooter. So that's a break for Sacramento. But again, seven straight losses for the Heat as they lost last night to the Phoenix Suns. I, I wouldn't expect that team to be able to lose seven in a row. Not with Jimmy Butler, not with Tyler Hero, not with Ben Adebayo, right? It's uh, surprising to me. Very surprising. Very surprising. All right, again, what do you want to talk about? NBA, you want to talk NFL? You want to go in a different direction? Whatever you want, we can do it. Let's say hello to Patrick. Patrick, welcome to the show. How are you today, Patrick? How are you doing, Grant? I'm good, thank you. I just want to tell you that I um, I learned two life lessons watching the uh, conference championships the other day. Okay, what are those life lessons? Okay, life lesson number one, I have to be able to keep my composure at my job. I can't, like, lose my temper, start smashing things because things don't go my way. Yeah. It just wouldn't look good, good point. you know? Good point. I, le- I learned that from Baltimore. Yep. And then, and then with uh, Detroit, I learned – that you have to learn to adjust sometimes. That, you know, you can be doing one thing all the time and you may be successful at it, but sometimes you have to take a step back and figure out what's going on. And you can't just play the same way all the time. And, yep. uh, you know, that's what, that's what pretty much Campbell did. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, everybody talks about the analytics that he's going with that and that, that, you know, that that's how he had to play it. And, I'll admit, as a fan watching the game, it was exciting that he did go for it on fourth down instead of kicking that field goal. I, there, there was a little bit of excitement to that. But in the long run, I mean, it, it was this, you know, you, you have to have common sense. You know, you have to, you know, why why uh, when you're down, you know, it's one thing if they were tied and they went for the fourth down, but they were down by one score and they went for that fourth down. They should have just kicked the field goal and, uh, you know, they still would have been tied. But now you're down like, Three scores after our, you know, the 49ers took the ball. They ran it right back down the field. It was an awful job of coaching. Dan Campbell will live with that the rest of his life. And if I'm a Lions fan, I am livid that my team that I rooted for could play so well in a game, have the game completely in control, and lose the game over asinine coaching decisions. Um, I got to tell you, and I really mean this. If I own the Lions, I would think about firing Dan Campbell, I, and I mean that. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. He showed me in front of a the biggest stage that the NFL had to date that he's not ready to coach on that level. That's what he showed me, and I understand what he did for the Lions. I get that, but he also showed me another aspect that he has no idea about game management, and I saw it in the Dallas game. Quite frankly, you know when oh, you're. Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, he uh, when you got a penalty, and it's now you got the ball at the seven yard line. At that point, you kick an extra point. He's still going for two. I mean, it's absurd. It's stupid. 
I mean, he, he was so determined. I mean, I mean, part of you has to admire that that he has a way about doing things. But then, but then, when you step back and look at it, it's like you know, it's 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 nice that you can do that. But you have to take a step back and say, look, you know, this is the situation that's going on right now. You can't just do bang, bang, bang. You know, with lack of a better word, saying it. But uh, you have to take. He's a, the biggest reason. He's the biggest reason why the Lions are not in the Super Bowl. The Lions were a better team than San Francisco. The Lions outplayed San Francisco. They were clearly the better team, but they lost because of an absolutely indefensible coaching decision. Yeah. I mean, uh, I thought golf played very well. I thought he still played well in the second half. I mean, that yep. guy missed the ball. The guy couldn't catch the ball twice. Uh, Reynolds. Yep. Yep. And, um, yep. yeah, you just, you know, that that's basically the point. You just have to learn how to adjust on the fly. I mean, you know, you, you just, you know, it's almost like if you're playing blackjack and you're the dealer, I mean, they say you have to stop when you hit 17. But, like, he doesn't have to do that. He's playing blackjack. He can do whatever he wants. He doesn't have to, like, stick to one plan. He's not, you know, I know I'm rambling on here, but, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. (laughs) It is. Unbelievable. All right. Well, have a good night, Grant. Thanks again. All right, Patrick. Thank you very much. You know, again, it's not – you can't defend it, you know, or at least I can't. And, you know, he's getting killed. By everyone. And he should. I mean, he should. You know, he, he even said it after the press conference. Maybe they don't ever get back to that position again. It is very difficult to be in that situation. And uh, who says that they all of a sudden are going to be good again next year? We don't know that. So, uh, I mean, I know that I'm a Giants fan. You know, they made the playoffs last year, and this year, they were horrible. I, you know, one year to the next year doesn't mean anything. Al, how are you? Good, news. Wow. What a couple of games. And, you know, I listened to your rant uh, about uh, Detroit, and you know what? That rant was epic. It wasn't really, to me, it wasn't a rant. It was a well-deserved scolding. Of, yep. of Danny Campbell and and how he came, and you know, I'm all right with with being you know aggressive, but being reckless. There, to me, there's two different things. There's aggressive, you know, but use in in a in a in a in a, in a calmer sense, but reckless. You know, that's that's just to me. That's that's the difference. I mean, I couldn't add anything more to your epic rant. I mean, then talking to Sean, and Sean agreed with everything you said. That uh, you know, it's just indefensible that he just, you know, what Sean and you had talked about. And you know, not, first off, not you may never. Who knows if you're going to get back? Look at Dan Marino. He went to the yep. Super Bowl in the second year. He never yep. made it back. You gotta, you gotta remember. This isn't the regular season, like you guys spoke to. This, this is one. Now you're in one and done territory. Regular season, you might, you know, be in the mid season or you know, wherever you are. You got another, another week or two. You know, if this is one or done, and and to and to, to do that, 
and you know, the, 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 I felt so bad. I mean, you know, I'm a Rams fan, but I was pulling for the Lions, and I'm watching my son and I are in Buffalo Wild Wings today having lunch, and they're replaying the game, and I'm looking at the kind of watching the highlights. I'm, I'm still thinking to myself, Nate, how did they blow this? Because it's 24 to 7, you know, at halftime, and every things just have to, a lot of things have to happen for a team to blow a lead like that. I mean, for one thing, there's got to be a little bit of luck. And, hey, the Niner fans always talk about their dropped interception. Well, well, Detroit did, did did them one better. Not only did their guy drop it, he, the, other, the Niner, uh, you caught it and maintained the, the touchdown drive. So, <laughs> as far as, you know, the Turquoise Tart drop pick that they claimed cost them the conference championship, I keep hearing that. Now they got one. In fact, now yep. the Rams. Tartan, nobody caught it, but Ayuk following the play brilliantly. What a smart play, by the way, what that was. And just stick with it, you know? Yeah. Yep. Well, it's... And uh, it, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. And then the Ravens. Ugh, I mean, I agree with Patrick. Man, it, it'll maintain your poise, for God's sake. They were like falling apart. It's Dave Flowers, you know, there's, there's, you've already addressed this, but man, you know, talk about karma. The guys go, I, I even mi- kind of missed what happened there. I mean, all I'm looking at it, I'm watching the game and he, and he, oh, he scores. And then actually they're scrambling for it. I missed that. He had the ball knocked loose and that was just karma coming back to beat. Even, even Harbaugh came out in the press, I think. And Oh, no, it wasn't Harbaugh. It was uh, Campbell talking about Gardner Johnson, you know, waving goodbye or just, you know, the nonsense taunting and stuff. Or just play the game, but that's not how the game is played in this day and age. But um, just a tough, tough way for the Lions to – they had it. They really played yep. uh, an incredible first half. I'm in shock, Nate. I, I mean, you, I, like a lot of folks – I mean, I was just in shock at how well they were, Not, no disrespect, but they were hammering the thunder and lightning with Montgomery and Gibbs. But then, you know, in addition to the, to the you know, bounced off the face mask, potential reception that uh, you caught, then, then the fumble, you know, this has to be like a combination of, you know, a little luck, good playing, you know, hats off to the Niners, though, pretty stuck with it and, they got it done at the end, and whew, man, well, I think I heard I've heard all your you, know, you and Sean and listen, and I got to tell you, you're you're right. I think if Niners better shore up that defense, man, because you know I, Isaiah Pacheco might go for 150, 160 yards because he is yep. explosive. Yep. I know the Ravens Ravens shut him down, good boy. The Ravens are physical, but what, how about a team that just just everything they can they could do wrong. They just totally lost her composure, and uh, yep. and they, and they don't have a winning quarterback. Lamar Jackson's not a winning quarterback. I'm just yeah. sorry, but he's not. And so that's the other issue that you have in Baltimore. You know, and for me, one thing that speaks to the Chiefs: this team has been there. They they know how hey, they've been under the bright lights in the big stage, and the Ravens showed that they're not ready. And nope. she's been there and done that, Nape. And that's a big, big difference for me, you know, because they weren't going to blink yep. on the brightest lights on the biggest stage, Nape. And the, and the Ravens just just coughed up a massive well, the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and the Ravens have Lamar Jackson, and that's a huge difference. 
You know, Patrick Mahomes, I was talking to our waitress today. She, I said, what's your, do you have a team? She said, I'm a Chiefs fan, you know. I go, she loves, you know, Travis Kelsey. I'm, I'm like, well, you know, you've got the, how do you bet against the guy? I think you and Sean were mentioning this. How do you bet against Patrick Mahomes? The guy just lives for the moment. But I'll let you go. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, and I, I get a Super Bowl preview maybe for a, a podcast. Yeah, next week. All right, pal. Take care. Thanks right, for taking care, care. Good talking. Thank you, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. There's nobody that can sit there and tell me that after watching the 49ers-Lions, that the 49ers are a better team than the Lions. They're, they're, they're not. They weren't on Sunday, but they won the game. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. They got there. But, you know, I watched the 49ers play against Green Bay and I watched them play against Detroit. And I'm not walking into the Super Bowl thinking, oh, my God, the 49ers are a great team. They're not playing that well. They got very lucky. They're, they're not playing up to their capabilities right now, particularly on defense. They're just not. They're not playing up to their capabilities on defense. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Thanks. John, what's going on? Oh, Grant, you know what's going on. I got in a little bit late, so you probably went over some of the things we're about to talk about. Um, good good end of that call I just heard, though. Um, man, the strange calls going, it, going for it on two, more often than not, for Dan Campbell, it just blows me away. I mean, I'm sure that you just probably said that he blew the freaking game like that. I heard you say that they're a better team, and they are, if not for some of the obscure calls that went on. They're pro- well, obscure you know, I mean, I, I watched the game. You watched the game. The, yeah. the Lions were the better team on Sunday, but they lost. You're right. And, hey, Dan Campbell going for, you know, passing up points. There's something, man. Jerry Reynolds says all the time, you know what we need to do to, to win this game? We need to win by one. What, what teams used to do in the NFL – if you got an, a, a chance to put three points on the board, you do it. And this is especially in the playoffs, especially in the playoffs. Well, it's not, only, it's not about putting it's not about putting three points up on the board. It's about going up by three scores. So what you're doing there by putting three points on the board 
is you now are forcing your opponent. They're going to have to score three times. Okay. They're going to need three possessions where they have to score. So you're, you had a chance to go up by three scores again and the momentum of the game completely changed when you didn't convert on a fourth down. The crowd went ballistic. The Niners got extra life. And at that point, the game was over. That was the momentum switch of the game because it was going absolutely not going the Niners way until that happened. And it's momentum and it means something. There's something about in guys who are playing and their personality when they feel the crowd and everything. It means something. It's not just it's not yep. just some sound going on. It freaking means something to these guys. And I know yep. and you know it. And we all know anybody who's who's played any bit of any sort of sport, whether it is a team sport or an individual sport, it means something when you hear that crowd and they start rooting for you. And then you can almost be coached by them sometimes hearing hearing the crowd say, Oh, do this, you know, go for it, run, turn left, you know, anything like that. It almost it it makes a difference. And man, did it make a difference last Sunday with both games, I think. Well, you know, again, the Super Bowl is Kansas City. It's San Francisco. It's not Detroit. And uh, we'll see if the Niners can figure out, you know, a defensive game plan to contend with uh, Kansas City. But right now, I don't see it. Uh, I don't I don't see how their defense all of a sudden is just going to come out and play well against Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't see it. Hey, right now, as we stand today talking about it, I do not see it on the Tuesday. I do not see them, the 49ers, that is, being able to get enough defensive integrity or change their defense enough to get after Patrick Mahomes' head. And it's not really after getting after Patrick Mahomes. It's everything he's got. It's his legs. It's his head. It's his obscure throwing. Everything that Patrick Mahomes has got is, man, it. It might just be, it might very be the demise of the Niners. But like you said, any given Sunday, anything can happen. What, hey, what if they, you want to call, say they got lucky last week? Maybe they got lucky the previous week, in my opinion, but they won. I agree. So I don't think anything from getting lucky, you know? Yep. Hey, to be lucky, you got to be good too. So, yeah, very true. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, all the props to them, but I, I'm thinking the Chiefs are going to pull this out, and I don't know if it's going to be a one-point game or a 12-point game, but I'm thinking if they get one more point on the board, they're going to win it, you know? Thank you, John. Hey, it should be a great contest, and as for the Kings with a four-game losing streak and now a four-game winning streak, and then just playing middle of the line the whole way, well, that's what you got to do. You got to stay there till the end, and you could have a crappy start, but man, if you have a shitty finish, you're not going to do well. So I got to commend the Kings and it's great being able to light the beam and listen to you and happy birthday to Jerry yesterday. And Ryan, of course, Yep. thanks for everything you're doing, man. Thanks for everything. And thank you, buddy. Keep it up. You take thank care. You. Enjoy, enjoy you the rest of your Tuesday. Be good, buddy. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, raise your hand and we will do it. Don't forget tomorrow with the pregame with uh, Ryan, Jerry joins us at halftime and then the postgame show. Uh, the Kings and the Miami Heat. Then it's on to uh, Indiana taking on a Pacers team that will be playing their third game in four nights. How about that schedule? Boston, day off, Knicks, travel, Sacramento. So you know the Kings game plan uh, for the Pacers is going to be step on the gas and run that team. So they're, they're, I, I don't recall a team going on a road trip and catching every single break. I, I don't ever recall this before. I really don't. 
You know, you get Dallas on the second night of a back-to-back. Again, that's the second time that's happened this year, right? You have Memphis on a second night of a back-to-back, and they have to literally, like, get on the phone and try to find enough players to play the game, okay? Then you have a day off, and you take on a team that's lost seven in a row. Then you have a day off, and you take on a team that's in New York the night before and playing the third game in four nights. That's unbelievable, that schedule. And, you know, give the Kings credit. They're taking advantage of it. But I don't ever recall seeing that before in all my years of traveling in the NBA, waiting for a team in their city, not once, not twice, but three times. That's unbelievable. I I don't ever recall that. So we'll see if they can take advantage of it with Miami, uh, followed by uh, Indiana. All right. Again, if you want to get in on the program, all you have to do is raise your hand. And we'll put you right up if you want to talk NFL, you want to talk uh, NBA or whatever else is going on. I'm happy to do that. If not, we will, uh, you know, make it a quick show. We'll move on because we got a lot of stuff going on tomorrow. I'm going to try to switch Jerry to Thursday since it's an early start tomorrow uh, with the Kings and the Heat. So we'll see if we can uh, move Jerry to Thursday. Uh, if you missed any of the shows yesterday, go to my YouTube channel if you don't like that. And you can check it all out with. Uh, Jerry Reynolds and the uh, nice halftime that we had with him. Uh, Sean Salisbury, who we uh, talked with at three o'clock yesterday, we uh, covered all the NFL and he had some excellent takes of what we saw in the Niners, Lions and the Ravens and the Chiefs. So we got all of that. If you want to go back and look at it at your leisure, you can do. All right. Patrick wants to chime in with something else. Go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, this is hey quick. I want to give the Knicks a quick shout out that they're playing well. I mean, uh, I know they're going to have a tougher, uh, tougher competition with the Jazz tonight, but uh, I, I got you got to like the way the Knicks are playing in the last couple of games. I mean, uh, yeah, but without they, Randall for a while, that's going to catch up with them. It will, it will. But uh, you have to admire the way that they're bouncing back right now. Yep. I mean, you know, yep, they're playing aggressive. Yep. That's all I had to say. Have a good night. Oh, that's my dog. All right, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, but without Julius Randle, that is going to hurt them. You just can't lose, you know, him and how well he was playing and think that's not going to have an impact on your team. You know, so, so keep that in mind. That is going to affect them. It is going to affect them. He's too good of a player. You know, when we talk about health, you know, the Kings have been very, very lucky again. You know, think about the luck they're having with their injuries. That's two years in a row, knock on wood, uh, that that keeps going. Now, they've been very, very fortunate. Very fortunate. It's a long season. There's a lot of ebb and flow. You know, you can get on a roll. You can go through some bad stretches. But just keep playing because the Kings schedule coming up. But that schedule right before the All-Star break is brutal. Your last four games are Denver at home, at Oklahoma City, at Phoenix, at Denver. That's a brutal stretch. Brutal stretch. That is really difficult. So, you know, pad the wins. Get the wins going now. You know, get them going now. All right, I'm going to wrap it up. We're going to uh, look forward to tomorrow with the pregame with, Jer- with uh, Ryan, Jerry, halftime, postgame show. And then, of course, uh, Thursday, I'll try to get Jerry on, and we'll do the show at 4 o'clock. Enjoy it, folks. You take care. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye now.